Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the This Is Real and Totally Not a Joke edition. Oh my God, story of my Wednesday, you know, <laughs> story of my Tuesday, story of my Monday, story of my life. It's, it's yes. real and story, not a joke. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. And I can't believe it. <laughs> I am Jill Chacha and I am with incomplete disbelief. Marissa Riley. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> How did we get here? How did I wake up this morning? How did we do it? I yeah. don't know. So, this is episode 041. Did you hear about the monkeys living next to a Florida airport? This is the most amazing title I've ever heard. <laughs> um, no, I, I did not hear. I'm, I'm pretending like you asked me that, like a question. No, I did not hear about these monkeys. And I'm mad. Yeah. Someone <laughs> forgot to tell me. Some news source forgot to tell me. About the monkeys next to a Florida airport. Yeah. And Instagram forgot to tell me. (laughs) You dicks. I'm kidding. Uh, Well, better late than never, I guess, this episode, episode 041. And honestly, the funny thing is, I'm not even looking for Florida stories. Um, (laughs) They just keep happening to you? Florida stories just are thrust upon me as I research topics to talk about for this show. And this one, man, I just, I just could not pass it up. I just can't. Uh, how, how could you? Yeah, it's a little different from the other Florida stories we've covered, uh, like the episodes on uh, dog-sized lizards. Amazing. Those cat food-eating peacocks. How could we forget? Do you remember? Uh, yes. We also covered, just a few days ago, the largest freshwater fish, the arapaima. Do you remember, remember that? Oh, oh, how could I forget? Yeah, the arapaima being bred on a not-so-secret farm in Oops. Florida. <laughs> so that was revealed. <laughs> anyway, those species have a potential to just wreak fucking absolute havoc on Florida's ecosystem and spread to neighboring states. But so. yeah, so today, <laughs> today we're going to talk about a group of monkeys minding their own fucking business on a little patch of paradise in the Sunshine State. And we just found out for certain where they came from and fucking why they're here. I'm pumped. I, I love it when we get the the who, what, where, when, and why. That's right. When it comes to monkeys. Right. I need every question answered when it comes to monkeys. Okay. Make sure I answer all of them. Oh, I, okay. I, I will. Right, good. Good. So, Dr. Marissa, I would like to begin by showing you a video. And yes. It was uploaded. <laughs> Uh, it was uploaded to America's truly greatest threat, Facebook, oh, no. back in 2018 by a company called the Mega Agency. Ugh. Anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, if you would be so kind to tell us what you see, who you see, and how everyone is just acting in the video. Nothing would make me happier. Please okay. show me the video now. Okay, so playing it, what do you see? Okay, I see a monkey... It's sitting atop a car. It looks like a Nissan, (laughs) a white Nissan. It's eating something. And a man is casually opening the trunk of the car. Looks like he is putting some luggage in it. And uh, holy moly, there's a bunch of monkeys in the forest (laughs) next to the car. No one seems to care. The man doesn't care. His friend, who's also a man, doesn't care. Gazillions of monkeys. (laughs) It's it's like the zoo, but more, just <laughs> hanging out, 
running around these trees next to this parking lot. Yep. No one's talking about it. No. No one is taking pictures with their phones. No one is TikToking this. What the hell? What the hell, Jill? Excellent questions. Excellent question. Uh, let me pull up my notes. So, <laughs> like you said, honestly, the only signs we were in Florida were the uh, the license plate of the cars, right? The license plate. And, and the fact that the men who were putting the luggage in their car, right. not looking at the monkeys at all or not acknowledging them. Like, yeah. They I, looked like they had just gotten uh, off of their golf right. mission. I don't know what it's called. Their golf uh, game. Yes. They just left it. Definitely 60, 70-year-old-plus individuals wearing T-shirts, knee-highs, and khakis. Yes, and an yeah. important thing to note is they were wearing polos that were tucked into their khakis. Yes, I hope that, with a belt. Yeah, with a belt. I yeah. hope that completes the picture. <laughs> Anyways, you were going to say something. Yeah, um, I mean, excellent, excellent analysis of the video. Um, and yes, those were monkeys in a fucking parking lot. But let's get more specific. Yes. Where are we exactly? Yes. My friends, may I welcome you to the four and a half star rated Park and Go, a family owned and operated parking business just east of Fort Lauderdale International Airport. Okay. Which, it's, which itself is located at the very southern tip of this glorious state. Follow up question. Is yeah. that 4.5 stars? Out of five stars? Yes, it is. Okay, just... Uh, <laughs> I just had to know. I had to yeah. clarify. Okay, continue. Yes. Now, this park and go is very special to humans for a number of reasons. Uh, it's open 24 hours. It's reasonably priced. You can book a parking spot online. Oh, that's so right. cool! Uh, the ticket booth where you pay is painted banana yellow and is surrounded by palm trees. It's all very charming. Nice. But this park and go is special to our monkey friends for a very, for very different reasons. Okay. Um, okay, now it's imagination time, okay? I'm are here you, for are it. Are you ready? I'm so okay. ready. So we're gonna create a mental map. So please close your eyes, okay. especially if you're doing something potentially dangerous or important while listening. Um, now at the center of our Google map is the park and go parking lot. All right. Right in the center. Now to the left, of course, is the Fort, Fort, bleh, Fort Lauderdale International Airport. There we go. And it's nearly 1,400 acres of terminals and tarmac, okay? Okay. Below us, just south, is a knot of highways and roads like Port Everglades Expressway. To our right is the Florida coastline and Dania Beach. Nice. Yes. The and beach. Exactly. And farther to our north is another ocean a concrete ocean called Florida Power and Light Company, essentially a vast power plant. Sounds now, awful. Yes. <laughs> now, Dr. Marissa, remember in the video that we just, just played, there was, of course, a car and a monkey on it, blah, blah, blah. But as we panned away, there was a chain link fence. Yes. And behind it, there were like a shit ton of trees. It looked like a picture from like the fucking Amazon rainforest <laughs> yes. or whatever. Yeah. It looked like a chain link fence and then the biggest jungle you've ever seen. <laughs> right. So yeah, it looks like a fucking jungle man. Yeah. So between the park and go and that power plant uh -huh. is a wild forest about the size of the airport itself. It's about 1,500 acres. Oh my. That's right. So carve yourself out a 1,500-acre, bright green, beautiful mangrove forest, and this 
is where 36 monkeys have chosen to call home. And the location is a smart one if you think about it. Oh my God. Yeah. 36 specifically? Yes. We know that number. We sure do. For sure. We do. That's right. What? That's right. Sure. What? That's right. We're going to. Buy a parking lot? Buy a parking lot between all of this stuff. God, who let this happen? I don't blame the monkeys. Someone let this happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. What a story. Okay. Get (laughs) into it. Get into it, Jill. Tell me everything. Okay. So this little 1,500 acre of this little plot of land, it's literally in no man's land. It's like its own tropical island between a highway, an airport, a real ocean, and a fucking concrete ocean. It's like their little safe haven, basically. Okay. And the only interactions with people are with local employees, locals who travel, and tourists who make the occasional delicious mistake. Oh! That's right. Oh! Dr. Marissa, if you would please read from local news affiliates ABC4 and Local 10 about our monkeys and their charming behavior. Nothing would make me happier. All right, here we go. Dave Winquest, the manager at Park and Go, said, and I quote, that you're pretty much always looking for food. Same. Uh, (laughs) Once they eat, they run. Bananas, peanuts, they'll even eat packets of grape jelly. If they can get their hands on it, they are all very nice. I have never had a problem with any of them. End quote. Tony Selimar, who works uh, near the sanctuary, has also gotten used to the monkeys and has learned what not to do around them. And I quote, if you leave your car window open and there is something in there, they will climb in your car and go for it. If there is food or chips or something like that, End quote. Selimar said. There you go. So uh, these yeah. monkeys are relatable. Oh, and completely. I I relate to them. Yeah, they just want to live in a tropical paradise and eat all day. What the fuck? That sounds amazing. <laughs> I also eat jelly all day. I, That's right. She loves toast, folks. <laughs> I have so much jelly all the time. It's it's The kitchen is coated with jelly. And uh, I love these monkeys. Yeah. Highly, highly relatable. Also very adorable. I also love that they're nice. That they're nice about the food. They're very nice. That's something I can't relate to. Sometimes when I need food, I am not nice. (laughs) They're never hangry, which is, that's probably the most unusual thing about them. They stay on top of it. Yeah. So the most harm these monkeys have done is some minor breaking and entering for food. Uh, There have been no documented cases of aggression against any person. And fun fact, these monkeys don't carry herpes. What? Which could be transmitted by their saliva, urine, or feces. Is this normal? Do a lot of monkeys have herpes? Uh, everyone does. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> uh, so how do we know this intimate fact? Well, enter Deborah Missy Williams, PhD, a biologist at Florida Atlantic University, or FAU. Uh, when she heard about these monkeys about seven years ago, They were basically local legend. No one had taken the time to do an in-depth study to even confirm what species of monkey they are. Oh. Yeah. All locals knew is that one day, like way, way fucking back in 1948, over 70 years ago, a population of monkeys with gray-blue faces and greenish-brown hair just showed up. (laughs) And in true Florida fashion, 
people just rolled with it. I I love <laughs> this. Also, I have a similar story. Um, yeah. I've never fully confirmed this or Googled it. Uh, but at an age where you just believe everything your dad says, I think around six or seven, right. my dad told me that my grandparents who lived in Beaumont, Texas, a small town yeah. in East Texas, yeah. he said that there were monkeys in the forest next to their house. It could be, totally be true, though. And I've heard it from multiple people. Yeah. And I used to think they were telling me that just to, like, fuck around with me, but I think it's true, and I think someone put them there. Totally. Because I kept hearing more and more details that I'm like, they didn't make this up. The, mo- the monkeys of Beaumont. The monkeys right. of Beaumont, Texas. Right. If you have heard of them, please write to welldatsinterestingpod at gmail.com. I would love to hear a first hand. Holy shit, that would be amazing. <laughs> that would be amazing if... Everyone wrote in about it and yeah. happened to know or had their parents. If your parent has lied to you about monkeys, <laughs> well, it's interesting pod at gmail.com. DM us, whatever. I want yeah. to hear about it. Yeah, we definitely want to know your monkey stories. Yeah. Just flood us. Flood us with your monkey stories. Please do. <laughs> but back to our monkey story, which is real. Okay. And I love it so far. So Missy wanted answers, right? So in 2014, she began a quest not only to make sure these monkeys remain safe, but, quote, determine the introduction history, species identification, and geographic origins of the monkeys. End quote. As stated in her study, finally published this month. Amazing. Yes, it wasn't until this year we finally have answers. And how it all began... Missy and her fellow primatologists at FAU rigged hidden cameras throughout the mangroves to start unlocking the mystery. Oh my god, I would do anything to watch those. (laughs) So, with a hell of a lot of patience, every single monkey was documented and given their own name and (gasps) file. That's right. I love that. (laughs) Sorry, I just had to... I could only gasp. She gasped and grabbed her chest. It was adorable. I grabbed my pearls. (laughs) As of 2021, there are 36 in total, making up four troops. Uh, In the video we saw uploaded back in 2018, that was one troop made up of two senior males called Mikey and Spike. Amazing. Six females, a number of juvenile monkeys, and infants. Infants? I know, babies. Okay. So, Dr. Marissa, with all of this photographic evidence, would you please tell us what species the researchers believed these monkeys belonged to? Oh my gosh, of course. All right, quote, our monkeys in uh, Dania? You got it. Dania, nailed it, beach, have a golden... uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Have a golden-tipped tail and greenish-brown hair, lack a pronounced brow band around the face and males have a pale blue scrotum it's a fun phrase to say (laughs) pale blue scrotum uh said deborah missy williams phd lead author uh biologic of the biological sciences department in fau's charles e schmidt college of science uh quote these phenotypic traits are characteristics of uh chlorocebus Say Bayes. Fucking end quote. Nailed it. You that, nailed it. That was a lot of words. Yes. I feel like I had the hardest time with the most normal words. <laughs> yes. Like the word golden was hard <laughs> and green was hard. 
Marissa, what's going on in there? You know, it's, you just fucking nailed Chlorocebus sebaeus. Unbelievable. I'm so proud. Unbelievable. So, uh, tell us more about that, Jill. Yes. So that quote was from uh, the Forbes article, Decades-long mystery of monkeys living at Fort Lauderdale Airport now solved. But what the fuck is Chlorocebus Sebaeus. Seriously. Or C. Sebaeus. So, to these researchers, these monkeys were the spitting image of a type of vervet, better known as green monkeys, whose habitat covers an enormous section of West Africa. What the fuck? That's right. What the fuck? How did they get here? Yep. That's a great question. Oh, my God. Hold on to that question. Okay. both hands. Hold on to it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, they're native to at least... Nine countries uh, in that round landmass that kind of sticks out on the left of Africa. Remember, yes. now, we actually brought that up in our last in between. We did, Molly. That's right, exactly. Yeah. So, just you know, also just matching pictures of African green monkeys to Florida monkeys, though, isn't quite enough for a confirmation. Hmm. So, enter DNA samples. Ah uh, ha ha! That's, that's right, because right, we're scientists. <laughs> yes. Not me. No, Missy. <laughs> Is um, we're just doctors. We just say doctor. On yeah, the show. we're both using uh, <laughs> quotes with our fingers. <laughs> so let's get specific. Um, historical archives and local for- folklore suggested that the monkeys were caught. Were caught. Now I'm fucking up. Okay, let's try that again. Actually, I think it was your British accent or uh, your British accent, your Brooklyn accent coming up. Caught. <laughs> caught. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> delete. Delete. Historical archives and local folk- folklore suggested that the monkeys were caught in Sierra Leone, which is one country on that curved coastline in Africa. Uh-huh. Uh, put a pin in this. We'll get back to how they got all this information. But anyway, with this information, everything from the way that they look and the folklore, Missy and the gang decided to compare DNA from monkeys in that area of West Africa to our Florida monkeys. Oh. They used three genetic markers, okay? Okay. One mitochondrial DNA gene, and that's passed along only by females. Good to know. And two fragments from a Y chromosome. Uh-huh. Now, we're going to say some fancy-ass words right now, but I want you to stick with me. Okay. Okay? Now, basically, the photos and the folklore didn't lie. Uh-huh. According to the study, the Florida residents are, quote, a complete match to a C. Sebaeus sample from Senegal, oh. which is happens to be a country just north of Sierra Leone. Yes. Uh, continuing with the quote, uh, phylogenetic analysis showed strong support for the Dania Beach mitochondrial and Y chromosome lineages to group within a monophyletic C. Sebaeus cla- clad endemic to West Africa, end quote. Uh, Jill, some. Jill, well <laughs> done, that was like a sentence of the hardest to pronounce words that neither of us have ever seen before. I'm sweating. And and let me just dab her off. I'm uh, sweating so hard. Uh, just dabbing off the sweat. You nailed it. Thank you. Well done. I'm very warm. Uh, in sum, their physical characteristics and their genes match up. Amazing. The Florida park and go monkeys are descendants of green monkeys in West Africa. It's confirmed. And if it's confirmed, that means yeah, someone brought them. That's right. Or something. That's right. I think it's someone. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) How the fuck did they get to Florida 70 years ago? Well, 
after the break, we're going to answer that in true Florida fashion. Fuck yeah, I'm pumped. And part of the answer traces back to not one, but two presidents of the United States. Why? (laughs) Why? Oh, please. Stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We're so back. We're so back. And we're road tripping through southern Florida in the early 1950s. Good times. (laughs) Kind of. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, To me, it kind of sounds like we're going to be looking at, listening to, and learning about some problematic racist shit with the side of possible animal abuse in America. (laughs) So I'm sorry. It's, yeah, unfortunately, (laughs) I think that's what we're in for. Yeah. Yeah, we have to travel down this road for a little bit to uncover the history of our Florida green monkeys. But don't worry, it ends well. Okay. I promise. Sounds good. So let's start with a photograph. Dr. Marissa, it's 1949, and we just pulled up to a brand new roadside attraction called the Dania Chimpanzee Farm. Oh, dear. Not going to (laughs) lie. It does look charming and very Americana. It's the kind of shit people travel cross-country to see, like get out of their cars and take photos of oh, shit. Yeah. Now, Dr. Marissa, would you please describe the appearance of the Dania Chimpanzee Farm? Of course. Uh, I would love to. So, basically, it's this beautiful old photograph. Yeah. Kind of faded, because it was taken with film, which is making my heart swell. And uh, it's a lot of palm trees and an old car you know, from around that time. From around like that time. The, uh, the 50s, but uh, probably more like 49. And um, it's an old car parked outside of this sort of little hut yeah. that says chimpanzee farm in, in big old letters. And it says apes and monkeys. And yeah. it's got the little, um, it's got little uh, sort of like, string decoration with the little like flags grand on opening it. grand opening grand stuff. opening flag yeah. stuff and uh and then in front of it the most important thing i'm looking at here is <laughs> like a 40 foot tall like at least two story tall uh monkey it's it, not a real monkey obviously we'd be talking about that a lot more but it's like a big monkey yeah. statue yes and it's it looks like it's from here, it looks like it's made out of paper mache. That's yes. not that's not true, but it's made out of some sort of m- m- wood, papery <laughs> yeah. material. Highly flammable, very attractive. Oh, <laughs> very the, fa- the fact that you brought up that it's flammable is making me sweat. Um, but yeah, it, this is a beautiful picture uh, with alarming context. Yes. Beautiful palm trees. And if you look right at the very center, and of course all of our photos and even more photos will be on our Instagram, well, that's interesting, pod, and Twitter at WTI underscore pod. If you look right at the very center, there's two, there's like a little family taking a photo next to uh, this gigantic paper mache uh, ape. It's absolutely (laughs) precious. I'm wanting to do the thing where I, you zoom in on your phone, um, but I can't because I'm looking at a computer. Um, I don't know why I felt like telling you that, but yeah, it's, it's, it's the most freaking adorable picture and it's stressing me out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's alarming things for 2021. Uh, Not only did the chimpanzee farm showcase chimps, it, like it says, there were great apes, and you guessed it, monkeys. Yeah. But believe it or not, well, actually, you know, it's totally believable. 
The real trend at the time was alligator wrestling. What? <laughs> yes. What? I know. I did not. I, I know. I, I should. You know what? I sa- I'm going to say I didn't expect it, but I should have expected it. <laughs> we are in Florida in mid-century. There you go. Yeah. Uh, even with a 50-foot paper mache ape standing outside your door with bipedal exotic creatures inside, you still had to have a show, like an entertaining main attraction, if you will. Mm-hmm. Enter Peter Karsner. Now, he was a mere teenage high school boy in 1949, but this is Florida and America, so his job was both a guide and alligator wrestler. Oh, my God. Yes. Hand and face. There he goes, folks. There she is. God. Okay. Tell me more. Yes, I'm fine. (laughs) Now, for Missy, his story was key into determining the origins of these monkeys. Ah. Now, Peter first wrote down his experience for a website called florida-backroads-travel.com. I am going to this website (laughs) immediately after we finish recording. This sounds like the most interesting website in the world. How could you not go? Yeah. Um, And I thought we could take turns reading his own words. Again, these are his own words. They were back in 2012. And he was 77 at the time. Okay, so... Some, yeah, exactly. A lot of breathing in. (laughs) Yeah. And to be clear, the Seminole people he brings up are the indigenous of northern Florida, and they're of Creek origin. Anyway. Thank you for clarifying. So, from his essay, uh, here we go. Quote, To attract the Everglades tour boats to dock at the compound, an alligator wrestling pit was built along with a replica of the Seminole village. A family of Seminole Indians would drive in from the reservation west of Dania and sit on the chickies and sell Indian souvenirs to the boat tourists. Dr. Marissa, if you would continue. I will. Uh, A chickie is a platform the Florida Indians lived on before they moved to standard housing. When I would wrestle, the hawker would tell the tourists I was the only white boy raised in the Seminoles and didn't speak English. The tips were great then, and today the stories make for fun cocktail party chatter. Now I've reached uh, age 77 and still have all my digits. I'm content to grunt a gator up to the boat to entertain my guests here with the Willacoochee River. And (laughs) end of my portion. (laughs) Sorry, his guests... On the Withlacoochee River. I'm sorry. Withlacoochee River. There are a lot of jokes I can make right now, but I will make them later when we're not recording. <laughs> so that was day to day on the farm. Um, now, Florida wouldn't be Florida. I know that's a lot to deal with. I'm sorry, but. Yep. No, Florida still wouldn't be Florida if there wasn't that je ne sais quoi, a little something extra special about this place. Now, the Dania Chimpanzee Farm was the name the public saw. <laughs> and, I mean, the signage behind the massive statue said it all, right? But in Peter's essay, he brought up a few interesting facts. The farm was also known as the Anthropod Ape Research Foundation, Oh, quote, where the main function was the extraction of blood from the adult chimps for medical research. What? End quote. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a shock face. I'm I'm scratching my head. 
I need more details. Yeah. What the fuck does that mean? So according to the uh, Florida Atlantic University and Forbes magazine, the farm air quotes imported primates from West Africa in hopes of furthering development of a polio vaccine, which meant everything from selling that blood to selling the primates themselves to research labs studying polio, including tuberculosis and other conditions, whatever the fuck. Wow. So they would use the blood from the monkeys to... Supposedly, yeah. Further polio, but I, I saw no evidence, and there's no polio vaccine was ever credited to this. Basically oh. taking primates from West Africa. Oh my god. <laughs> and selling them to labs. So. This is wild. This is this is wild. Uh, you want to get a little bit crazier? Yeah, take me there. <laughs> so. Take me there, Jill. So who could possibly exploit Africa, the indigenous, and animals at the same time? If you said a wealthy white couple, you're right. Ah. Uh Uh-huh. So the farm slash slash research foundation was the brainchild of Armand Dennis, born in Belgium in 1896. And like most white guys from Belgium at this time, King Leopold, he was obsessed with the nations of Africa and Asia. Uh, Though Armand took a cinematic route, not a genocidal route like his king. I Um, see. Yeah, so (laughs) (laughs) he became a filmmaker in the 1920s, and he worked up until the mid-1950s directing movies with titles like Wild Cargo, Magie Africaine, Dangerous Journey, and Among the Headhunters. (laughs) Got it. Got it. I see what he's going... No, I can't say I see what he's going for. But I see what he is trying to do. There's really no right response to this. No, I have not seen any of these, and I'm guessing they didn't age well, is what what I'm going with. Now, while shooting a film originally called Guna Guna, a Javanese term for love magic, he he met Andre Roosevelt, a relative of, you guessed it, Teddy Roosevelt, and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Ah, we got the Roosevelts. We got the Roosevelt in, family. In the story, yes. <laughs> now, Armand was introduced to Andre's daughter, Layla Roosevelt, oh. and they quickly bonded over their love of all things, like air quotes, wild, and okay. they married. Okay. okay, okay. Okay, so you've got this Belgian dude and the, you know, offspring or basically relatives of the Roosevelt family. (laughs) They're together. And I don't know how or why they chose the Dania Beach area for this zoo ape importation gig. But in 1948, they opened their doors. Got it. It's totally confusing. I know. This, no, sorry. I'm like furrowing my brow because I'm trying to absorb like the presidents and the racism and the... This and then that. It's many, many pieces of many, many things. Yeah. That is going to somehow end up as a lot of monkeys next to the airport. Exactly. Wild. <laughs> that's, that's, this is wild. It's incredible, man. This is crazy. <laughs> so, Continue, please. So they opened their doors in 1948, and it was sometime shortly thereafter. It was believed up to 50 green monkeys made their escape. What? <laughs> yes. Is it weird that I'm happy for the monkeys? Ecstatic. You should be. 
Okay. Fantastic. Yes. Because it, it is 100% ridiculous to take these monkeys, yep. bring them to Florida. Yep. And then... Uh, they of could, course they... they're going to get out. <laughs> they don't want to be... They don't want to be there. They want to go back home. They want to go back to... fucking teenage boys running the place? No one, no one's keeping an eye on these monkeys. No. <laughs> so, so, Dr. Marissa, would you be so kind as to read to us what Peter uh, Karsner told Missy as reported by the Miami New Times. I will do my best. All right, quote, Karsner told Williams, people from the farm would talk about the escaped monkeys for years, and he always wondered what happened to them, what had happened to them. Williams said, uh, says, they likely ran into what was once sprawling agriculture land before being pushed into their current habitat over the decades. If you go back in time and look at the landscape, it was lots of farmland. Once they got out, they were pretty much in farmland. With development over the years, they've closed in on this preserved mangrove area. William says, I got there it. Go. Okay, so they escaped. They had all of this space mm-hmm. to be monkeys, to live their best lives. That's right. Um, but then, uh, uh, parking lot. After parking lot. There you go. After power plant. After airport. You've got it. They got squished into. That's exactly right. Tiny mangrove space. That's right. Yeah, both the farmland and the chimp farm were short-lived. Remember in our mental map of the area north of the park and go and the mangrove area, you said it, the Florida Power and Light Facility? Oh, yes. Okay, in 1956... The company expanded, buying out the chimp farm and the surrounding area. Did they know it was a chimp farm? I don't think they cared. (laughs) I see. All right. I don't think they cared. Continue. They were just like, we need to make more electricity. So they're like, here's a a bunch of money. Get the hell out of here. Never mind the beautiful animals (laughs) that never wanted to be there. Nope. That were doing their best. What are you talking about? With the farm. Who cares? (laughs) Jeez. Also growing outwards was the Fort Lauderdale Airport and the highways, just like you mentioned, uh, until eventually all of that, all that remained was that 1,500-acre forest where the green monkey descendants are today. And the smaller habitat is definitely having an effect on the existing colony. No. Yeah. Birth rates are declining as females are choosing to skip birthing seasons. And get this, it's becoming easier for people set traps, and catch the monkeys for the exotic animal trade. Shut the fuck up. Don't do that. No. Stop that. (laughs) They have so little of whatever you're doing. God, I just know that someone's going to stuff them and send them to, like, sell them to, like, rich people who suck and just, like... (laughs) Yeah. I just... I I had to say all that with my eyes closed because I'm just, like... Yeah. I'm not okay. I'm not okay with monkeys. Talk about a sentence I didn't think I would have to say today. I'm not okay with it. (laughs) I almost wish we could do the thing. um, In a different episode, we talked about transporting uh, giraffes. 
Yes. That was beautiful in betweeny. Beautiful in betweeny. Highly recommend. They did it with uh, little rafts that were 100% designed for the giraffe safety. And I'm like, what are we going to do? Are we going to design a plane for these monkeys? How are we going to get them back to Senegal? How are we going to get them home? Mm, that's a great, those are great thoughts. And I, I'm really glad you brought the idea of like keeping them safe and like what to do. Yeah. Okay. Keep that in mind. Hold, okay. You know, put a pin in it, hold it with both hands close to your heart. Are we okay. going to give them the airport? <laughs> Let's let them run free. I feel like That'd they'd have amazing. a lot of fun in the airport. <laughs> I think so so many snacks, so many things to, so many things to nap flop on. around on. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, oh, they would love it. Well, now, where are we? Ah, my notes. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I really okay. took us off course. <laughs> totally great. Uh, so Missy told the Miami New Times, quote, there's a chance the colony of about 40 vervets will become extinct within the next 50 to 100 years, according to data projections, end quote. Now, because the monkeys are an introduced species, they're not protected by the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. What? But Missy Williams is Missy fucking Williams. Fuck yeah. And she set up the Dania Beach Vervet Project. Fuck yeah, Missy Williams. That's right. Not only do the volunteers care for and protect the colony, the nonprofit is raising funds to buy the land the monkeys live on to make it a legit sanctuary protected by sanctuary laws. Prayer hands. That's right. Praise hands emoji to Missy Williams protecting the sanctuary. Next stop, building a plane specially <laughs> made for the monkeys. <laughs> Full of vegetation. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna get. A, I'm gonna call Missy Williams and yeah. be like, "How are we gonna get these monkeys home?" I know. I know. Okay. <laughs> let's 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 keep that in mind. Okay. So if you're curious to see the work the volunteers are doing in real time and even donate, head on over to Facebook.com/slash Dania Beach Vervets, and that's D-A-N-I-A Beach Vervets V-E-R-V-E-T-S. There's a ton of photos, videos, and updates. Uh, you get to see every monkey, learn their names, and what their personality is like. I love that. Uh, I think I saw a photo of one monkey being reintroduced to their like native troop. Oh. Yeah, I think. I think. I, yeah. So I, I do think some of them are. So this is a process. Yeah, that's happening. it's a total process. I, I I believe you, Missy. Missy can do anything. So. There's also posts about fundraising and how local businesses who are so in love with these monkeys are matching donations. Um, That's incredible. Yeah, and there's a couple of unfortunate posts like finding monkeys stuck in traps <sighs> or passing away from living in an urban environment. Yeah. Because, you know, this is real stuff because this is real life. Anyway, please check it out. The Dania Beach Vervets, uh, they've been there for 70 years, so let's try and make it beyond another 70. So let's do it, you guys. That's the story of the Dania Beach fucking monkeys who are still there. The end, but also to be continued. I. <sighs> what? It's a lot. Oh my god! She took off her glasses. She put them down. Uh, I her really, head. I really liked this story. <laughs> At the same time, I also hated many aspects of it. Yeah. What a fucking roller coaster we just went on. I'm so happy I know about these monkeys, though. And I will yeah. be logging on to Facebook for the first time in years. I know. I, just I'm, so I can see them. Yeah. 
I I hated myself for having to log on to Facebook because I don't I don't don't do that. I haven't done that in fucking years. But but it's, it's worth, worth just to see it. it. Yeah. Maybe so. we can start them an Instagram account. That would be very helpful. That'd be really cool. That'd be really lovely. Yeah. I'll reach out to Missy after okay. this. Amazing. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for rating, supporting us. Thank you it so does, much. Yeah. And uh, telling your friends, please tell your friends about the monkeys next to Fort Lauderdale. Yes. Yeah, spread the word. <laughs> tell, tell them about it. Yeah. And please stay interesting. Please do.